0: is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or co-worker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm delighted that you're here. If you've visited with me before, I'm glad you're back. And if you just found me, I'm glad you did that too. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something you may have always wondered about. You may be very familiar with it, might not have had a name for it. Going to take care of that tonight. Make sure that you have a name for this. And what we're talking about tonight is this very important concept of recognizing reactive abuse. And it's how emotional abusers push you to it, blame you for it, and then shame you with it. It's a cycle. And it is such a sad cycle, a cycle of reactive abuse. So a whole episode tonight on that one thing, so that you will really see it when it's happening, and know what to do about it, what to do with it, and how to make decisions about it. Very, very important. And so there's that. I also want to thank those of you who have been supporting Save Your Sanity Podcast, that it's a very simple thing to do, a one-time donation or a monthly small donation, 5 or $10. Really appreciated. It really helps so that I am not paying for everything. And that really helps me, and it helps us stay uh, continuously providing podcasts too, you can do that at patreon.com slash saviorsanity. Patreon.com slash saviorsanity. So housekeeping things. You know where to find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. It's always on the screen, and you can always find me there, forrelationshiphelp.com, and the YouTube channel by the same name, O For, F-O-R, R Help. So we're going to talk about recognizing reactive abuse. So what is it? So I made a definition for you. And it's when you react to their abuse and they accuse you of abusing them. Do you know that one? I bet you're very familiar with it if you're listening to my podcast. It's when they get you going and you react to their abuse, and then they tell you, you are being abusive, or to put it in a very straightforward way, it's uh, reactive abuse is when an emotional abuser pushes you to the edge and tells you you're unstable when you fall off. (laughs) It's your fault again. And you know how many million times an emotional abuser will find a way to tell you everything's your fault. So when they push you to the edge, the end of your tether, and wherever the end of your tether is, that magical place that we all talk about, (laughs) but when they push you to that edge And then they tell you you're unstable because you fell off. When they're the ones that pushed you there, this is reactive abuse. So I'm going to talk about it in various forms and spend a good deal of time on it. Because you wonder why sometimes you snap, you really lose it. And you know why, of course, you were pushed to the edge. But then you think, what good did it do? How did that possibly help me? Usually it's worse usually much worse. And so you're being blamed for something you didn't start. (laughs) And as you defend yourself, you're blamed for more and then gaslighted in the whole situation. As they misread the situation and read their read back to you, and then there you are. You have just been told you're abusive to an abuser who was abusing you, which is why you sounded abusive. And you're already exhausted, you're worn down, torn down, put down, you're just emotionally drained and you're tired. And then you get into one of these conversations and you snap and maybe you scream, maybe you rage, maybe you call names, maybe you blame, maybe you get everything out that you ever wanted to say, everything you've ever resented or was unfair or frustrates you. That's reactive abuse. You're reacting to the abuse, and the reason I'm doing this episode tonight is because I had a, a client this week who said, you know, yes, I engage in reactive abuse, and I thought, wow, I've never done an episode on reactive abuse, so let's do that. Now, a healthy partner, when you get to the edge, would reach out and say, honey, you know, I think I think you need to take a breath. I I see that you're at the end of your rope, and I'll, I'll let me help you. But oh no, not a hijackal, one of those toxic, difficult people. The hijackal is delighted because now they're just rubbing their hands together. Now I can use the abuse against you. <sighs> As if there wasn't enough abuse, when you react to the abuse, And then they blame you for reacting and make you out to be the abuser. Isn't that just the way it goes? Is that striking a chord within you that this seems so familiar? And you're hoping that they will see your pain. You're really hoping that they will see your pain. And they don't. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to do anything with it. They don't want to hear about it because it's all about them.com, right? So they don't want any part of that. And so they just want to use it against you. And then they build a whole narrative, a whole story about it. You'll never guess what he or she did. And you know, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden they went off the deep end and uh, you know what they're I'm really concerned about their stability. I'm concerned about their mental health and you just have to know all I have to put up with, with this person. Now that's the hijackal speaking. They've created this story about the one incident or two incidents where you blew up. Meanwhile, they blow up on a regular basis, but no. They're going to make a story about you doing it, and it becomes a big story. They share with people. They like to triangulate. They like to go to your friends and your family and say, you know, this happened. I just thought you'd want to know. I've got it handled, but I, I really think this person is, is dangerous. This person is you know, perhaps missing a few marbles. Maybe things are going off the rails here. Maybe we need to get them some help to take care of them because they are abusive and they are terrible. Does that sound at all familiar? I mean, it's just an incredible downward spiral that you can get into. And so towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you some solid ways to keep out of that downward spiral. But they want to push you there. They delight in pushing you there. And if you go there, then you're not so delighted with yourself. Because the big story is you lost it, you're crazy. Nothing about them. They aren't gonna talk about the way they provoked you or their inadequacies or their injustices. Oh no, it's just gonna be all about how difficult you are, how you're losing it, how you can't be trusted. And so they bring the spotlight back on themselves. What a surprise. So they got the spotlight on themselves. Now they're the one who's being abused and oh, what they have to go through and put up with living with you. And the story is so wrong. And you know, this happens too, when you go to a therapist with them. All of a sudden, you are the abuser. Have you noticed that? That's why it's really important to go to someone like me who specializes in this, because otherwise, how is someone going to see it? Some people will see it. There's lots of great professionals out there. But it's easier for those of us who work with it all the time to see it. But this business about... Making you into the abuser because you're reacting to their abuse is shady. It's really shady and it's nasty. And yes, you did lose it. And because you're not like the hijackle, you own up to it and you feel badly about it. Heaven knows the hijackle doesn't feel badly about it when they blow up. But you do because you're healthier. And so you admit it. And then there's a problem. Because even that can be used against you. Now there's a problem. They're going to use that against you too. That you admitted it. There, see, you know, you did it. And you say you did it. And and what's that about? That's crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. And on and on and on it goes. And so they never forget. They'll bring it up over and over and over again. They just never forget. In fact, it becomes their one big story to tell. That you lost it. That you, how they can't believe how you spoke to them, the things that you said. Who would put up with this? What a long-suffering person I am to put up with your abuse. And they take no responsibility for the fact that they were the pushers that pushed you to the edge. And then you went over. So abusers rely on their this reactive abuse to push your buttons and to get power over you and to manipulate you. And this is why it's so important to see it. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, because you need to see the cycle And you know, I have a course called seeing the cycles. I don't talk about reactive abuse in there, but seeing the cycles of the patterns that these people engage in can be very useful to you. And if you'd like to take that course, you can go to forrelationshiphelp.com and then just click on the products button and you'll see the store there. It might say store too. So They really like to uh, bring this up. They like to push your buttons. And you know when they particularly like to do it? In front of the kids. Sick as it is, that's what they like to do. They'll push your buttons and then they'll do the eye rolling thing. Look what we have to put up with. And whether it's a male or a female hijackle, the same thing happens you know this is an absurdity we shouldn't have to put up with this little did they bother to take responsibility for the fact that they threw the first gambit down no they don't take responsibility for that they just want to talk about oh look how you got your knickers in a twist Look how you are spewing forth. Look how your anger is uncontained. So they love to do that in front of the kids. They they like to do that wherever they can make a scene. And that happens. And then they use it as endless proof that you've lost it. Endless proof that you can't be trusted. And they'll even make themselves out to be the martyrs in their stories. You've probably had that um. Reaction from them that oh my goodness, what they put up with, how they're being abused, why they don't stay home. Well, of course, I cheat. Who would stay with this? I mean, this is volatile, this is awful. Why would I ever stay around when this is happening? And then they tell the story again. Well, who wouldn't leave you? I mean, obviously, you're a wreck or a nag or a volcano or. You're unstable, or you're just playing crazy. Have you ever had that thing where you're dating and you date several people, and and you ask, you know, well, tell me about your life, and somebody um, leans into a litany of, oh, you know, I've been in four four long term relationships, every one of them was crazy. Now that, my friends, is the definition of a great big red flag. If somebody says that all their exes have been crazy, know that you may well be dealing with a hijackal or a hijackal about to be or wanna be because who was the constant person in all those relationships? And then they're saying everybody it was everybody else's fault. Watch for that if you're dating. Just be very careful with that. Because they want to be able to blame you. They desperately want to be able to blame you for everything. And when you react, when you just blow up, when you lose it, um, they are just delighted. They're absolutely delighted. And you know what else they like to do? At that moment, they have the big brainwave to call Child Protective Services. Well, I can't have my children subjected to this abuse. Look at this. This this person, this other parent flew off the handle. It was so bad. It was so wrong. The children shouldn't have to see this. I need to get the children away from this. This stuff happens. It happens every day of the week, everywhere. And it is wrong in every possible way. And yet somehow with their manipulative skills and their charm skills, they victim playing skills, they tend to convince people that that is the accurate thing that happened. And that is just so sad. They, they tell their stories and they keep it up and they keep reinforcing it. And then they may go to the next step and get a protective order against you And it turns into a great big he said, she said, she said, he said situation that nobody who wasn't in the room with the two of you can possibly know what's what. I'm talking about the court. I'm talking about the uh, Child Protective Services. They don't know, they weren't there. So whomever can tell the better story often ends up prolonging the agony of being without your children or being concerned that your children are are not well taken care of and definitely not with you. And it all can stem, not only from, but it can stem from this reactive abuse where you are reacting to their abuse and then they say you're abusing them. Crazy-making, absolutely crazy-making. And it happens. So they whisk the kids away to safety. Safety. (laughs) Now, you know that hijackal parents don't have a great deal of love to give. They don't want to be bothered with the children in so many cases. They just don't want you to have them. So when you get into these downward spirals, it's really important to get some help um, because you need experienced help with all of that. And, you know, where you can find me, I'll just remind you that you can go to beaclient.com. And we can talk because I've had this experience with so many clients and I can help you figure it out a lot faster than if you try and figure it out for your first time yourself. So go to beaclient.com. So we're talking about mega manipulation here, big time manipulation. They push you, you react, they blame you. Now the question is, do you accept the blame? Well, that's where your choice is. Yes, you snapped, blew up, erupted. You can own that. But step back. Don't spend any time there. Step back and see the bigger picture. It was orchestrated manipulation. It was planned. I'm going to push you here and nudge you there and bop you there. And then look at you, you unprincipled, undisciplined being, being angry that I pushed you and prodded you and nudged you and bopped you a few times. And then you react to it, and then you're a crazy person. You're a crazy person. It's so sad. It's so convoluted. It is so, so manipulated. Because hijackles are master manipulators. They are the master puppeteers, they think, that they're just there pulling all your strings, making everything happen. And they also believe that you don't see it. You don't know it's happening. And I want you to see it clearly because they're making nasty things happen. And they always believe they're the smartest person in the room. So we need all this inside that I'm giving you (laughs) because they are not the smartest person in the room, but they think so. But I want you to see what they're doing because what they do by abusing you and then you reacting and then them telling you that you're abusive to them is the ultimate blame shifting that I've spoken of in another episode of Save Your Sanity. They just shift the blame from themselves back onto you, cycle complete. Now, you're the crazy person, you're the abusive person, you're the wrong person, and they, oh no, they're just innocent victims. So we need some insights here on how to respond to them rather than react to them. Because reaction is thoughtless expression, but responding means engage brain first, you know. I see what you're doing. I'm not jumping into your game nor into your trap. We're going to do this differently. So after you have reacted, after you have snapped, after you've said things, you feel bad when you calm down. And that may cause you to play right into the abuser's hands. Because now you're going to be asking for forgiveness. You're going to be... um, telling them how sorry you are. You're going to be taking the blame for things you didn't do. You may be begging for them to give you another chance. And what they've done is manipulate you into making them the star player again. So you want to not react. You want to respond. So you won't waste the energy of reacting and then going into that downward spiral of feeling really badly about it, and then maybe apologizing for things that you shouldn't be apologizing for, and then they getting more power over you. So I want you to see the destructive patterns, see the manipulation, just step way back and see how this works. See how often it has worked, and then say no more. We're not going to have any more of this. I am not going to bite, I am not going to go for that, I am going to exhale, step back, look at the bigger picture, I remember what this is about, no, I'm not going to get sucked into that, never again, because they can turn you into someone you don't recognize, but only if you let them. You don't want to feel doubly bad they abuse you and then you abuse yourself because you're beating yourself up for the fact that you engaged in reactive abuse? No, you don't want that. They have to stop. Because if they turn you into somebody that you don't know, you don't want to be that person who reacts and spills over and explodes and, and name calls and does all those things. Because if you are the one who is going to take responsibility for your behavior and they never will, you will then maybe be too much blaming yourself for what you did and not understanding that they were the ones who pushed the button that set you over the edge. And we have to see that clearly because an abuser wants you to second guess yourself. They want you to question your sanity and they want you to question your own character and they will gaslight you in order to have you do that. And so they will manipulate you further. So that choice, you can see the pattern for the manipulation it is, or you can accept further blame and shame. I hope you won't do the second one. I know you might feel it because you're an empathetic person and you realize that that wasn't like you and you went to that place and you see that you got caught in that trap. But don't accept further shame and blame from them, right? Don't spend time there because reactive abuse is something that hijackers count on. They just really count that they could push you to the edge and tell you that you are that unstable and then they can push you over the edge and then they'll blame you for falling. How could you be so silly? How could you be that unstable? What's wrong with you? Are you nuts? You know, going off like that for no good reason. And then you start second guessing yourself. So if it's familiar, you know, notice that. And you know, who's also really good at this Hijacko parents. They enjoy doing this to their kids. They enjoy making their children cry or, or angry or push them into tears or tantrums and then make them wrong for doing it. It starts really early. It's a pattern. If you had a hijackle parent and they use that pattern on you, when you get a hijackal partner, it's so familiar. You still don't like it, but it is so familiar. And that's important to notice. You know a lot of times when I'm working with my clients they say well do we really have to go back to childhood yes because things happened to you then and those strings were put in place and when the strings get plucked when you're older all of the t- your whole life full of strings resonates we have to find the origins of those things so that we can change the narrative it's really important So, you know, hijackal parents enjoy seeing their kids cry. You know, one of the big gaslighting statements, I think, about parents to their children, hijackal parents to their children, is their children are crying and a hijackal will say something like, stop that crying or I'll give you something to cry about. I want to be the author of your pain. I want to be the reason that you're crying. Whatever reason you have is not nearly as good as the one that I will be the author of. You see how awful that is? That's the kind of thing that happened to us perhaps when we were children. And then it gives us certain emotional frameworks that we have to unearth and alter so that we will not be caught in these when we're older. And we'll not be repeating them, wishing we didn't, hoping for it to get better. We will make it better. So it's a good thing that you react to the emotional abuse. That That's good. It means that you know, you've got some gumption. <laughs> but you want to respond to the emotional abuse. You want to see it in your own mind. You want to call it. But don't beat yourself up for it and then refuse to fall off the edge. No matter how many scars you get on your tongue of things you really wanted to say, refuse to go over the edge. They push, they push, they push, and you don't move. You just observe. Okay, and you say to yourself, they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing. I choose not to go there, I choose not to go there. Because when you react, it's exactly what they want. But when you respond, it needs to be what you want. Here's how I want to be behaving. I don't want to become that volcano that went off. I refuse to become that volcano. I am in charge of myself. So even though I feel the feelings and I'm familiar with the pattern, I am no longer going to go there. I am going to stay strong. I am not going to fall off the edge. I am going to close my mouth. I am not going to say what's on my mind when I'm in a heightened state of emotional arousal. And when you do that, you can breathe yourself down, exhale a lot, and that reactive abuse is getting you to blame shift onto yourself. And once you recognize that pattern, I hope you'll say no to it, because that goes from blaming them for the abuse to blaming yourself for reacting. And that's a double whammy that you don't need to take. You need to break this pattern in your head right now. See it clearly. And I know, you know, you're going to practice. It's not going to be instant, but see the pattern and then say, ah. That person is prodding me toward the edge, prodding me toward the edge. Now, I think I'll just sit here for a while and let them spin, let them do, let them blame, let them do all the things they need to do. And when they don't get a reaction from you, observe what happens. They escalate. Or then they give you the silent treatment, hoping that you will beg them to speak to you. Don't do that. When a hijacker gives you the silent treatment, rejoice in the silence, enjoy the silence. Don't ask them to talk to you because that's just why they're doing it. Don't give them what they want. So we need to break these patterns because that's the basis of why people who are with hijackals ask me if they themselves are the hijackals because of this whole reactive abuse cycle. And once you see the cycle clearly, now what are you going to do about it? You know, this reactive abuse thing is a favorite move of people with narcissistic tendencies, sociopathic tendencies, psychopathic tendencies, some borderline tendencies. So you see that, and you become the abused, abusive one in their minds. But they will never see you as having been abused by them. There will always be another reason. So it's really time to see it all clearly, and it's time to change it. Don't react. I know that's hard. Don't engage. I know that's hard too. And don't put up with it. I know that's hard too, but I can help you make it easier because you need to have an exit plan from the abuse. It is so important, so very important to say, I am not going to be part of this cycle anymore. This cycle is being artificially created by a hijacker. And I am not going to be manipulated by the hijackal any longer. I am not going to get caught in that cycle of the hijackal abuses me and therefore I eventually snap and get angry. I say things and then the hijackal tells me that I'm the abusive one. That's reactive abuse. And now you know. Now you know, and you can say no to it, and I sincerely hope you will. And if you need help saying no to it, you know where you can find me. Just go to beaclient.com, and I am happy to help you. That's my one-time new client one-hour session for only $97, beaclient.com, and I will help you with that help you to see it, and then we can work together and walk through it together. Because you don't wanna be in these toxic relationships that are constantly pushing your buttons for no good reason, for no healthy reason, for no advantage. Nothing is going to happen that's going to get any better. It only gets worse. So you need new strategies to try. Sometimes that'll change things. And if it doesn't, then we need to make other plans. All these things are supremely important for your well-being and for the well-being of your children because remember your children are watching you always and they're learning how to be in a relationship. They're learning how to handle relationships and you need to give them a good example. So reactive abuse big important topic. And if it's happening to you and happening within you, I hope you see the cycle and say no to it going forward. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad that you were with me. I hope you'll return, invite your friends to come along. Go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Enjoy all the graphics there, the memes. I put them all there so you can share them. Go and share them in the Facebook groups you belong to. Help other people see these patterns. And have them for your own remindment, reminding, like, I want to remember that one particularly. There are many, many of them, but they will help you. And if you need my help, you can go to my website, forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, and my YouTube channel by the same name. And if you'd like to enjoy these podcasts on a regular basis, subscribe Just push the button and subscribe wherever you like to get your podcasts. So until we speak again, take very good care of yourself. Do not get involved in reactive abuse. Learn to sit tight, filter, stay strong, and keep your mouth closed when somebody is trying to bait you into reactive abuse. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today.